Welcome to another episode of the Diplomacy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and I'm here today with Zachary Moore. We're at Fantasy Flight Game Center, right in the middle of a magic tournament. So that's what the background noise is. But I wanted to get uh, Zachary Moore in to talk about the top board for 2019, the Minnesota Diplomacy Club. So welcome, Zach. Great, great to be back on the pod. Absolutely, it was a it was a great first season, and uh, I think people should check out your Diplomacy World article to see how we kind of built the club. Um, also, see the origin story of you and Ben putting it together, and then adding Jake, adding myself. Um, but today, I want to focus on this top board. Uh, basically, we had an eighteen game season, thirty players, top seven got on the board, and you were one of those top seven. So maybe you can set the stage and the setting for how you approach the game and what it looked like to you going into it. Yeah, so I I had not topped a single board all season. I got to the top seven by a series of strong second place finishes uh, that that you know kind of eked me into fifth place in our league. And so my first thought was, well if I haven't topped the board yet, I'd better try to get uh, this tiebreaker uh, via the Paris method any way I can. So um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how many of the listeners know the Paris method, but basically, you know, you pick the order that you're going to pick your countries and then you pick your countries. So I gunned for the last spot. I wanted the, basically no choice in my country, whatever fell to me. And whoever has that spot, whoever is just assigned their country, gets tiebreaker in all ties. And I felt like that was going to be key to me eking this one out. With Russia, yeah. Um, fortuitous, because I'd played a lot of Russia this year, more than maybe any other power. How did, uh, how did you go into the, the opening negotiations? Were you looking at the working with certain players? Uh, what did you, what was the take on the position if it was playing for country? Or you just want to jump into the game? Well, I was very concerned about uh, Germany and France being uh, Ben Johnson and Jake Langenfeld, respectively. They work really well together. They have all year. Germany is, is Ben's best country. Jake is strong with France. He's strong. I mean, yeah, they're both strong everywhere. Uh, and so my, my really my focus going into the year one was let me try to undermine their alliance any way I can, which meant opening north was kind of out of the question because that would have threatened England and, and drove them together. So it was always going to be south. And the first conversation was with David Pagel, who just came right out with wants to DMZ in the Black, uh, Black Sea, um, which, which sounded intriguing to me. So did you? So you're trying to keep uh, you're trying to keep Germany and France a little bit uh, in the box, so to speak, at least from overwhelming England early. Yes. And you had David Pegel in Turkey asking for a DMZ. I was playing Austria in that game, and Eric Silverman was playing Italy as well. So how did you approach? Um, how, what happened in, in spring and fall of that year? Did it go to your expectations? Um, I'd say I'd say roughly so. Yeah. The, so the spring move came out, and all the West was friendly with each other. It looked like a triple. Um, Turkey uh, broke our deal about the Black Sea, which was kind of to my expectations. Um, and then you kept your word. We had DMZ'd Galicia, which again was to my expectations. So no real surprises in the spring. The fall was where things got funky, you know, as, as you know, uh, brutal misorder from England. He 
misordered all his units and didn't get a build. Um, and Turkey, I, I didn't think I'd talk him into this, but I talked him into just walking right out of the Black Sea, and I walked right in. So that kind of set me up going forward um, in a way that I didn't expect to be set up. Right, because you had opened uh, F7 to Rum, and but you were able to, but also with Ukraine in the fall, you were able to shift that into Romania, the army, yes. and have now have Black Sea. So going into um, into spring on two, what was what were your builds? Uh, army Moscow, Army Saint Petersburg. Okay, and I think we should remind people that this game is available on mndiplomacyclub.com. We've we've uploaded all the images, so you can follow along there. So, what was your approach going into O two and maybe O three, where now the board's starting to develop a little bit? O two O three, my mind was still very much up north, and that I wanted to uh, give life support to Paul, who was playing England, um, because again, like I said, going in, if he crumbles early, that's big problems with Jake and Ben in the West. Um, so forming up alliance was, with him was big. And then in the South, I had to decide if I was going to drive the knife all the way into David Pagel or maybe cut a deal and swing against you. Uh, but uh, again, the threat of the, the West seemed to be going so quickly uh, that I felt the best move. And I think I talked to you and Eric, who's Italy, about this. We felt the best move was to kill Turkey quickly. And so that's what our moves were. We, I mean, I took Ankara. He was basically dead to rights after O two. Yeah. So, um, at, at that at that point, I remember uh, maybe it was in O three though. Uh, in England and, and Germany getting into a bit of a spat, and so did, did that. Do you feel like that freed you up um, to to do more in the south at that point, or was that not quite the moment? Uh, that that kind of started to turn the game for you because I remember now France is also in the beginning of '03, beginning to come into the Western Med to pressure Italy. Yeah, that they did have that spat. They had worked together to reestablish England and try to run the triple, and then I don't know what ended up coming between them, but um, yeah, they did have that spat, and that was an opportunity because then me and me and Germany, me and Ben had been very tense, if not outright fighting uh, up until that point in the north. Um, but that allowed us to start talking. We didn't, we didn't untangle the lines right away, but we started negotiating what it would look like for us to make peace and turn the other way, which, which would eventually happen the following year in, in 1904. Right, right. That, that's uh, very interesting because at that point, I remember that in our negotiations, we were uh, we were talking about how can we work together against Germany. Meanwhile, I, I wasn't seeing that you guys were starting to untangle a bit. So that should have been a, a red flag on my part for potentially what happened uh, in '04. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it was it all kind of happened at once because I still I was just hanging out in Silesia for that whole time until the point when I stabbed you. But I, I did when I had a chance to destroy a unit, I destroyed Saint Petersburg. So maybe that was the. Uh, Maybe that was the sign that that you could have seen, but um, yeah, it was. The time was just so right in '04, with Ben having a, an emergency that he had to tend to, and you being you know, a couple turns away from starting to run away with it. It seemed like. Yeah, I agree. So in '04, um, Zach uh, pushes into to Budapest, and I believe by the end of that year, you also had Serbia as well. Took Budapest in the fall of 04 and then 05 pushed an army into Serbia, which you rebuffed 
But while you were pushing me out of Serbia, I took Vienna and Constantinople. Okay, so at this point, how many centers are you sitting on? After all that, after I'm in Vienna, after I'm in Con, that's eight. Okay, so you're sitting at eight, and I, I believe um, who were the other contenders at that at that point? It looked like it was going to be between Jake and I. You had just collapsed. You were the third contender up until then. Nobody saw Paul coming. He surged later, but at that point in the game, Jake, who was France, he was at eight. I was at eight. Um, and both Germany and England were at kind of weak sixes. Right, and I believe uh, Ben made an interesting decision from my point of view to throw his centers to Paul Manning to see if he could uh, maybe boost Paul into the, the victory, which, um, yeah, like I said, interesting from my perspective. And so at that point, it became kind of a three-horse race. And what do you think allowed you, just as we wrap this up, what do you think allowed you to like seal the deal on this one? It was it was Paul's build with those three centers that that Ben threw him, which he threw down three fleets, and that simultaneously did two great things for me. It locked up uh, Jake. Jake couldn't do anything with those three English fleets uh, breathing down his neck. And there were also just no armies in the north. There were no armies, and I was all armies, so it was it was technically impossible for anyone to take centers from me up in the north because of those builds. Um, so that's when we really started looking at you know. The, the board, I think Jake especially kind of threw his hands up and said, well, we there's nothing left to do but concede here. And I, I guess I, I jumped ahead just with our time constraint here for the podcast. But uh, Zach did a really efficient job of cleaning up in the Balkans. Also, from my point of view, keeping um, David Paggle on side and not wanting to pester him too much so that he could shift west and solidify his, his push into both um, – kind of the Western Balkans as well as Eastern Germany and set up um, to take Munich. Uh, something like that, yeah. So so David, who was Turkey, he had been down to one center and played really, I mean, this is why he's on the top board. He, he's clawed his way back to three from there, basically by offering to become my Navy in the South should I need it against Jake. And we were setting that up. We were, we were about to have his fleet in Ionian poking at Jake when they finally called the draw. But really good negotiation by him um, stabilizing by kind of capitulating to me and making a good offer there. And so the the final count was actually ten ten nine, but you had the tie break because of the Paris method. Yes, as as planned. I didn't <laughs> I didn't think I was going to win outright, so I'm, I'm glad I saw that correctly and snagged the snagged the tiebreaker. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great because we have uh, we do have a video of Zach talking about what he's going to do about five minutes before the game starts and he followed it through and and uh is a very deserving uh winner for uh 2019 the best player uh best diplomacy player in minnesota for 2019 congratulations uh, zach thank you eric all right all right we'll see you next time guys take care